0: Welcome to the old school meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long term abstinence. This meeting was born online and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at six thirty Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at OALAIG.org for login information. And now our speaker. Um, I'm Trisha Grateful Compulsive Reader. And, um, you know, I I say that with um, a deep breath of gratitude for this, this way of of getting through life that's been incredible for the last decades and a few more. Um, Yeah. It's amazing. This is, this is, you know, when I retired, people said, well, what are you going to do with your life? And I'm thinking, I already have a purpose, you know, like I, I know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, and um, it's been a very rich experience, too. Let's see what it was like. Well, I thought I'd tell you about a God experience on each one of these parts. I had taught sixth grade and I'm in uh, the supermarket in the freezer case. And I hear this voice saying, Mrs. Rumble, Mr. Rumble, And it's friend Valerie that I took to Weight Watches, this little student in sixth grade. And she's telling me all about this wonderful program in a church basement on Thursday nights. It doesn't cost any money and they don't weigh you. And I'm thinking, what kind of ice cream am I gonna get? And she's going on and on and on. So um she puts a little note <laughs> and I said, Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, it's good to see you. You look wonderful. And uh, I went on to Christmas and I have pictures of that Christmas and I just was beyond consumed um, in in, in the torments of of, of food. I I couldn't stop eating. I could not stop eating. And um, that was a pretty sad place to be because for years and years, I slept with cookies under my pillow when I was a kid. You can tell what kind of life I had. And um, for years, I had been able to gain fifty pounds, lose fifty pounds, you know, and stop when I wanted. I couldn't stop this time. I could not stop eating. I could not not eat. And it felt like like this 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 wonderful thing that had comforted me and and protected me and, you know, um, been there for steadfastness for centuries had turned away, and 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 now it was like a vicious vicious um, you know what I mean, that that like sense. I can't get enough food, I'm eating in the shower, I'm taking kids lunches out of the basket because they tell them lunch is over early. I mean, it was I was doing things I couldn't believe. And and so by the time January 13th came, I uh, happened to find Valerie's little note in my coat pocket. I thought, oh, no money. Mustn't be a great program. Hell, i had done all the rest of them. So I figured I'd go. I brought a friend. She was sicker than I was. She brought the big book. She signed up to do coffee and she got a sponsor. I left the meetings. I used to have long meetings. I went to the bathroom, ate M&Ms because I only had a little food problem. The rest of you may be bigger. But what I did hear was this was a disease. And somehow or other, it gave me a breath of like... Maybe I, I'm, I'm not. Maybe I can do something. Maybe these people could help me. And I had the worst time asking for help. I, I think I would rather bleed out than ask for help. And here I was in a program and they're all saying, well, you have to ask for help. And I'm thinking, well, that'll be a hot day in hell. But meanwhile, I just came back and I came back. And one of the big other things was there was a woman there came over. And she said to me, do you have a sponsor? I'm thinking, and I said, "Um, not yet." (laughs) And she says, "Well, call me tomorrow." She gives me her phone number. Call me tomorrow about seven o'clock, and we'll talk about this. Well, I guess I had the the gift of desperation, and I called her. And um, she said, "You know, um, why why are you coming to these meetings?" And I said, "Well, I can't stop eating." And she said, "Well, that's the only requirement: is a desire to stop eating compulsively." And um, I said, uh, well, I guess I fit that one. And she said, well, why don't you come to a meeting with me? I began to just kind of like sink into the fact, this is a disease. And, and maybe they could help because I couldn't do it by myself. And um, I had a disease of isolation, um, a disease of like passive aggressive, you know, like never being up front with people. My insides never matched my outsides. And I was frantic without food. I didn't have a way to live without all that food that I kept stuffing in and and like calming me down or building me up. So she said, this will get better. And she said, we're going to do this a day at a time. I'm thinking, oh, maybe. And I heard 21 days. I don't know if you remember that. But back then, 21 days is a golden number. I'm thinking, I'll do this 21 days. And by the 22nd, I'll be on so she challenged me to go with the food plan 301. We didn't have any no, pamphlets in those days. We had orange sheet, gray sheet, and um, the AA material. So I said, oh, okay, I'll do 301, three meals a day, nothing in between. I, can you do that for a day? She says to me, I'm thinking, I don't think so. She says, well, why don't you just ask a higher power for help and, and you know, call me tomorrow? Well, I called her the next morning, and I said, "Yeah." um, She said, "How'd you do?" I said, "Well, I I I ate three meals and I didn't eat in between. I went to bed." And she said, "Well, you had a you you've had a day of abstinence." I thought, "Really?" And she said, "Um, yeah. You know, how did you do that? (laughs) And was it your food plan? Was it this something?" And she backed me right into the corner where I had to say to her, "Well, I kind of asked somebody for help. You know, like I know I can't do this alone. It's got to be a power bigger than me." I just said, "Help me." And I said, at the end of the day, when I crawled into bed, I said, I didn't eat today, so thank you. And she says, well, we're going to do that another day. I thought that's a novel thought. So we did. We did it another day. And um, I can't say I, I went that way all the time. I um, My last real binge was on a, on a Valentine's party. I taught sixth grade. They had, I don't know if I mentioned food here, but they had cupcakes. And they had, you know, the heart things on top. And they <laughs> went to gym and, and and I started eating the little things on top and then smoothing the frosting. Well, then I had to decide what maybe I'd like to taste the cupcakes. So I started. There were no cupcakes left when they came back from gym. None. They never asked about them. They ate the other stuff Open Valentine's went home. And I went home and called Reader, and I said, I need, I need to do more, my, more to, 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 to recover. And she said, well, let's start the steps. So there I was. Um, I wasn't a 30-day wonder. Um, all I could do was appreciate that there was a group of people that had some sort of way of moving through life without walking around with M&Ms in their pockets. And controlled eating was if I picked the right color, I could eat two more. <laughs> that was my idea of controlled eating. That's how I came in. Um, I was 30. I was 35 years old. I had a five year old. Um, I was teaching full time. I taught ESL at night. I was going for my professional certificate at the University of Connecticut. Um, I was a worker. Trish, seven minutes. And um, I had to learn to do life on life's terms. And um, that meant, you know being willing to ask for help, which I still feel is a spiritual gift. I mean, they talk about a spiritual experience. Asking for help is a spiritual experience for me. It means that I can't do it and I have to ask someone else to kind of like pick up the slack. So um, what happened? Well, I, um, I found the hardest part was when they would say to me, let us love you till you can learn to love yourself. And that was really scary shit. I mean, first of all, letting people close enough and then being able to deliver some of that, you know, closeness and, you know, positiveness to myself was don't trust, don't talk, don't feel were my three big things. And um, that was a real challenge. But I kept coming. I went on retreats. I gave away my fifth step. And the poor priest that heard it says, Walter Cronkite has just finished the news and I looked at him he said you had no no feelings about anything you shared and I said well listen Jerry admit to God, self another human being the exact nature of my wrongs I'm done I don't have to feel this shit <laughs> and I'm out here he said I wish you would come back and I did so um the hardest you know food um I had the list with the target, with the you know the, the the never foods, the iffy foods, and the. And I've noticed over the years that the um, the iffy foods have um, gotten smaller. Um, my abstinence right now is like you know, basically three meals a day, and the food I eat has got to be fairly nutritional. I mean, it doesn't have to be kale all the time. It's got to be something that I find relatively you know. Little, not not delicious, but at least, you know, okay. And it can't be a trigger food. And with God's help, I've been abstinent for, exceptionally abstinent, a day at a time for, for quite a few years. And every day on my, on my appreciation list, I write, abstinence day one. Because that's all I have. That's all I have. Um. I have sponsees who struggle to get 21 days and 31 days, and it's like, let's just do today. Just just today. We can do this for a day. And um, my spiritual program has kind of improved a bit, thank goodness. But, you know, um, this program relies on change. I have to change. And that requires action. You know, I'd like to say I can't sit in a garage and become a car. I wish I could, but I can't. So I began to take action, and more action, and more action, and um, followed the steps. Did enough, you know, made that list of people people I had harmed, and um, and you know made some amends. Um, I found that there were a lot of pieces of my life that were missing when I was looking at the people that I had harmed, and um, I, I didn't know what that was all about. But I will tell you, I, I have been challenged with the emotional part of this program that's my the three-legged stool um my emotional fabric was very um, torn as a child I didn't really know that but um I learned that over the you know few years it was suggested that I might want to get some therapy go for more help oh my god no. and um and I ended up in an incest survivors group for a couple of years um, I also ended up not wanting to go back and look at my look look through you know reveal what needs to be revealed, heal what needs to be healed, and I stopped doing that and um, I ended up hospitalized. And here's another moment of grace. I'm in this hospital situation. The policeman had to come and pick me <laughs> up at the pizza parlor because I walked out of the emergency room and told them I didn't think I wanted to do this. Could you not? And um, I'm about to sign myself out, and somehow or other, the pen didn't have any, and I just went, you know, I can't do this anymore, and I just ripped up the paper, and I stayed, and um, 12 minutes, that had, be, that had to be a God moment, big time, and um, talk about losing control, holy holy and um, it saved my life. And today that's not, that's not part of my story anymore because, um, I've, I've learned and I've grown in recovery and I have a higher power that I can really trust. And I have, um, some friends in this program and outside this program that that really have my back, but it has been a long struggle and it, um, it's, it's my Achilles heel. so. Um, Let's see. Um, I guess my title of my, my, my story would be no such thing as failure, just slow success, just slow success. You know, looking, I have to keep comparing me to me and, and saying, wow, look at, look at, you know, look at how you, you know, you gave some yourself some slack on that. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get upset about this anymore. that sponsor still keeps calling it naughty food, and you didn't go. Mm. You know, I I keep I need to be aware of where I've come from, and um, I don't have any big um, plans. I when I left teaching, I was ple- I I I managed a gallery, an art gallery in Perkins, Cove, Maine, for ten years. It was unbelievable. So I've had a wonderful, wonderful life. I mean, I'm healthy, fairly wealthy. I've got some cognitive skills, and you know, today I um I participate in this program. I, I love I love um I just love our our options of recovery and the empowerment that it brings us. The food never ever gave me, and um you know I'm the chair of Intergroup again <laughs> again, and you know, I do work with Pipo. I have sponsees. Um, I have a sponsor. I've never not had a sponsor. And um it's just, you know, I've been to world service and um boy, I'll tell you, if you learn a lot in the world service, and um I have a spiritual community today. And the first principle is God is good and everywhere present. I believed I was an original sin. I never thought I was an original blessing. Nobody comes on this. Planet thinking they want to be a food addict. Nobody comes on this planet thinking, "Oh, I'd love to," you know, be a nasty, you know, sneaky person that can't get her needs filled. So I found that helpful for me. I still go for therapy. Um, you know, I take some meds. I've been diagnosed with ADHD when I was forty-five. I thought only kids had that. Um, I don't know. I, I've I've got a really wonderful life. I've been living alone for eight years. I left a 22-year relationship because um, I was abandoned and kind of left without a home. And we get through these things. We get through them without overeating. We get through, with, through them with relying on a higher power. And I can't tell you, you know, I just can't tell you to just keep little tiny changes. Practice makes progress, you know, like just little changes, and it, and it really works. So that's about all I have to say. Um, I don't know. Um, I still would like to do it alone, you know, and I have this big sign that says change the I in illness to the we and wellness. And it's like I can't get well without without you know being part of this fellowship. And I'm so grateful for that. So I, I don't know how many minutes would I have left. You have two minutes left. Oh, well, then we're done. <laughs> I, think, I think we can like, wrap it up now. And I um, can't think of much more to say. Um, I love slogans. Oh, and, oh, yeah, you now that toolkit thing. I went to a retreat and she says, STTS, Steps, Tradition, Tools, and Slogans. Don't, just make sure you have that whole, whole array that will support you in your life. I thought, oh, STTS, I can remember that. So. There you go, folks. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really happy that Eileen asked me. Thank you. I'm finished.